Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Study Break. My name is Melody and I'm here with my guest, Milo. Hi guys, my name's Milo. Um, I'm a senior in high school. Yeah, so um, we met each other in the Interact Officer Board and basically Interact's like a big service club on our school campus. Milo's our treasurer and I'm the secretary, so... (laughs) Which basically means, like, I have to chase her around the school to get her to sign forms so that I can actually, like, you know, so the school knows that I'm not just, like, stealing money from our account. Yeah. (laughs) It's so funny because every time you're like, Melody, can I get your autograph? (laughs) I'm like, oh, my God. I remember this one time I was in the tennis court, right? And I, I had to sign, like, a paper. And then we like pushed it through the holes in the fence. And, and then my friend was like, who is that? And I was like, oh, that's Milo. And they were like, you guys look like you're like drug dealing. I was like, what? And I remember that one time, like I came up to you when you were getting like nutrition. And then I just like had you sign it while you were still talking with your friend. <laughs> Yeah, that was, yeah, good times. Now that you're a senior in high school and with the whole quarantine situation, is there anything that you're going to miss in high school or are you just ready to get out there? <laughs> um, I mean, I feel like I'm definitely going to miss, like, being on the swim team just because, like, you know, it was supposed to be, like, the last year and, you know, like, after four years in the sport – and then we basically had like three swim meets and then it's just, oh, the pool's closed for the rest of the year. Yeah, that I feel like it was a really big deal too, right? Because weren't you guys like planning on going to CIF and stuff like that? Yeah, and like um, because of how the first few meets went, like we had a really good chance of like winning back the league trophy. And then like we would have been able to keep it because like I think we're switching leagues next year, so... Oh, man, that honestly, I feel really bad for all the spring season sports players because, you know, a lot of seniors, especially this is like their last chance to really make it count. You're going to college and I saw your Facebook post on going to Williams College, right? Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, Do you have any advice on how to choose the right college for you. Maybe you can tell the listeners like your story on how you decided to go to Williams College over like other schools. Um, So definitely like one thing to look at is probably cost because like you don't want to go bankrupt going to college. (laughs) Yeah. And like uh, Williams has a really great like financial aid policy. So, you know, that was a factor in me wanting to go there. And then also, like, look at school size, because um, Williams has, like, 2,000 students total. So if you went to, like, a UC, you'd be with, like, 30,000, like, undergraduate students and then, like, I don't know, a few thousand graduate students. So it's, like, the size is really different. Mm -hmm. So if you're sort of that person who, like, you know, you want, like, a close-knit community, then maybe look more at, like, the smaller schools. And also, like, think about location, I guess. Like, if you 
really want to stay close to home, then maybe don't apply to like the East Coast. And then also like think about weather because like if you hate cold and then you go to like Massachusetts, then you know, like you're gonna suffer when it starts snowing. Yeah, that's true though. Because we live in Southern California where we get absolutely zero snow and we wear like fur jackets when it's 60 degrees. I don't know. I've heard layering is like important, but you know, no, I feel like I'm just going to go there and then freeze for like the first year and then learn my lesson from there. I think, yeah, I don't. I don't really know much about Williams College. Um, when I was doing study abroad in the summer, my teacher was actually a teacher in Williams College for a while. So he like kept promoting the school and that's why I knew about Williams College. But when I heard you going there, I was like, yo, that's so cool. <laughs> I don't know, just like hearing all the seniors going to college, it makes me so like, I don't know excited about everything and I'm like really happy for everyone because like they seem so happy about it wait what are you majoring in um right now I'm like majoring in political science but then another reason why I chose Williams was just like as a liberal arts college like um you don't have to declare your major until I believe the end of sophomore year so it's really easy to switch around you can like get in as like an art major and then leave as like a biology major. And then when I visited campus last semester, I actually met a student who was planning to double major in theater and biology. And if I remember right, they were also on a pre-med track. So that was pretty cool. (laughs) They're all legends there. Speaking of, you're a legend yourself on our campus. Um, Like, I don't know, people tell me that, like, everyone knows me, but I don't really feel like it. So it's always just sort of weird, I guess. And also, you were homecoming king. Yeah, like, I definitely wasn't expecting that. How did you feel? Um, It was definitely, like, a shock. Just because, like, I don't know, that was my first homecoming, too. So then it's like... You go to your first homecoming dance, and then they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, you won homecoming king. That's such a good memory, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> so being the legend on campus, you're you're known for um, senior valedictorian, uh, getting really good grades, being super involved in extracurriculars. Right, you're in the swim team. You're in a ton of clubs, and also you're involved in like outside programs. So, how do you do this? Right? How this is a question that everyone's been wondering. How are you able to do all of these things and be like a straight A student? Um, I think definitely just like when you're choosing what extracurriculars you want to do do the ones that you're actually interested in and not like what you think looks good on a college application. Just because if you do it because you're like genuinely interested in something, it makes it more fun. So it's not something like, oh, I just have to like grind out some more hours here so that I can put it on my like common application. And then um, just always like 
communicate with those around you, I guess. Because teachers, they're not there just to give you like Fs on essays or like homework. Like they're actually there because they care about you. Like if they just wanted to give you Fs, like you would just walk into school the first day and they just like fail you automatically. But like they actually want to help you learn. So, well, it was sort of easier for me because like in IB, we're such a small class where if there's like a swim meet or like some sort of game that means that people like in the class are like busy that day the teachers are like really flexible and like oh we can push that essay to like another day or we can push that due date back would you say doing ib was like a major part of how you're able to um, be like a better time manager um yeah definitely like Um, I remember in a lot of AP classes, like, it's sort of just, like, worksheets, and then, like, you sort of just fill them out and stuff, but then IB just gives you more independence compared to, like, what other students in high school might have, Um, especially, like, the IB program at our school. Like, um, for example, the extended essay that you have to write in order to get an IB diploma, um, like, Mr introduces it to you the beginning of junior year and then basically there's just like mini deadlines you have to meet and then the end product is due your senior year but then he doesn't like break into your house to make sure you're actually doing the extended essay like it's up to you so like if you don't work on it for like two years and then like it goes badly it's on you which is pretty much how college works because I don't think any college professor is going to sit in your dorm room while you like write your essay. Oh my god. Basically, IB is more like uh, you need to be able to handle your own business type of thing. Yeah, but if you ever need help, like the teachers will help you. It's just, it's also up to you to reach out to them. Like they're not going to babysit you. That's true. And I feel like... I don't know if it's just our school, but like sometimes when I talk to people, I notice they complain a lot about the teacher and not necessarily like point out the things they're doing wrong. Yeah, because I mean, I feel like it's just easier to blame other people than yourself. But like sometimes it helps to just like analyze what you're doing and then see how you can improve yourself. Because even like if, say the teacher isn't teaching that great like you like even in college not all professors are great so in college like if you get a professor who like doesn't teach that well are you really just going to like fail that class and then go out and complain about that teacher like you can still like try your best to like maybe self-study or like reach out for help from like other teachers or like your classmates who might be doing better than you. Yes, you tell them. But that's so true. These are all things that are required in order for you to succeed. Do you have any tips and advice for students who are like in APs or regs who want to learn how to time manage? I think it's definitely important to like understand your schedule, like you can't sort of just like live in the moment. Like you sort of have to think ahead. And like, if you're in a sport and you know you have practice from like 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. and then you're in class 
until 3 p.m., then you know you have that like maybe 45 minute window where you can do 45 minutes of homework before practice. And then after practice, like you get home, you like eat dinner and then you start homework again. Like you sort of have to section off your day in advance so that you're not just like, oh, I feel like doing homework now. So I'm going to start. And then like, I don't want to do homework now. And then you waste like an hour on YouTube or something. Do you like ever feel like you missed out on events because you have so many things to do? Uh, I would say no. Just like, um, like for events that I'm like, I want to go to, like, I don't think I've had to miss any of them. Like I've been to football games um I went to like powder it was either powder buff or powder puff I can never remember the difference between the two I think it's like power puff no power buff and power oh. puff see yeah but like anyway I went to those because like my friends were in it and I wanted to like see them um be cheerleaders so basically in our school we have events called power buff which is like senior and junior boys compete in a game of volleyball and then powder puff or maybe it's like the opposite but power puff is flag football for junior and senior girls and then boys junior and senior boys are their cheerleaders were you planning on doing powder buff power buff (laughs) this year um I was planning to go watch it but like um I suck at volleyball and I can't be a cheerleader so (laughs) it's the effort that counts (laughs) uh speaking of time management I also have a couple tips right now I'm taking three AP classes and I'm also in sports and clubs so you know I know a couple of things about time management but I feel like the biggest advice is First, like Milo said, don't procrastinate on your stuff, especially if you know that you have a lot of things to do. Just do it. Get get it over with. And then later you can just chill on your phone, watch as much YouTube as you want. But then second, I feel like the most important thing is to genuinely motivate yourself because you know you want to do the thing that you know you're striving to do. You should tell yourself, like oh I'm gonna do this homework right now because I want to and I feel like that's just like a little psychology trick because if you tell yourself you want to rather than I need to it'll feel less like an obligation and you know you just feel more motivated and it doesn't feel like you're pressured to do it in terms the results will be better you'll feel happier doing the homework or whatever assignment you need to complete. And just in general, like looking ahead of times, I feel like it's good to know that the things you're doing right now are for your future, but also it's for yourself. So you need to make sure you're doing what you want. So Milo, this is like a deeper topic, I guess, but being known in school for someone who's essentially like perfect right you you get everything that every high schooler wants and you have a you have a really good social life too 
So, like, do you feel any pressures or just, like, do you feel stressed to maintain that reputation? Um, I mean, I guess sometimes there's sort of that sense of, like, um, some people think, like, you're, like, oh, special and, like, you never make mistakes. But, like, I mean, I still remember the time I walked into, like, a poll at school because I was, like, distracted. (laughs) And then, like, um, uh, the people in swim that, like, I walk around school with sometimes, like, they've seen me literally just trip on cracks in the pavement because I wasn't paying attention. And, like, um, when we go out to get, like, Korean barbecue or something, I still get roasted because, like, um, of this one time where I swear, like, the meat looked cooked, but then it was completely raw. I don't know how, but, like... Oh, my God. What? How does meat? What kind of meat were you eating? I think it was, like, pork or something. Like, the top was, like, it looked perfect, but then the bottom was completely raw. And then, like... I gave it to people, oh. and then, like, it flipped over, and I, I'm like, oops. I'm just, like, imagining the scenario right now. That's so funny. Oh, yeah, and there was also that, like, um, at my first swim meet in high school, like, I was, like, really stressed. So then um, I was in a relay, and then the person in front of me was coming in, but then, like, I panicked, and I dived in too early. So then, like, um, I landed on top of him. So then the running joke for the past four <laughs> years has been that, like, I murder people by diving in on them. Oh my god. That's amazing. <laughs> I mean, so I think, like, in the end, like, the reason, like, I bring those, like, incidents up is just, like, I'm not some, like, perfect person who, like, never makes mistakes. Like, I'm normal, I guess. Like, I make mistakes a lot of times. So then, like, I know people say things like, oh, I can never be as smart as you or, like, get your grades or, like, be as involved as you. But, like, I'm not really all that different, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Do you ever feel like it's an awkward place? Because they essentially want to do, like, the things that you did to be like you? Um, I guess sometimes it is a bit weird when people are like, uh, like, oh, how do I get, like, a really high score on SAT or, like, um, stuff like that? Um, just because I feel like everyone sort of has to find out what works for them. Um, like, I know for studying, like, some of my friends, they can't concentrate if there's, like, lyrics to the songs they listen to. So they listen to, like, classical music as they do their homework. But I mean, for me, I feel like I work better when I actually listen to songs with lyrics. So like, you know, like it works for both of us, but it's different. So I feel like you sort of just have to like discover like what works for you and then do that instead of like modeling yourself on other people. Because, you know, like I'm interested in politics. So like a lot of my extracurriculars are related to politics. But then if you don't like politics, then like don't do political stuff just because I did it like if you like art then you can do something art related Mm -hmm. yeah for sure for me I don't really like talking about my grades or the things I'm involved in unless I have to to get like a point across 
But otherwise, like if it's a casual conversation, I won't just be like, oh, and my GPA is blah, yeah, blah, blah. Weird if you like, I mean, I don't know. Does anyone actually drop their GPA into a conversation? Yes. When I talk to people and they do that, I'm just like, oh, yeah. But like sometimes there's two reasonings for that. Okay. So one, one scenario is if they want to showcase how bad their grade is, they'll be like, you won't understand because my GPA is like a 3.1 or another scenario is to brag and they would be like, yeah, my GPA is a 4.5, but that's not a big deal. (laughs) You know, so it's like, um, okay. My point is (laughs) when that like conversation pops up, it's always so awkward for me because it's like, I don't want to talk about my GPA because there's also different responses. They'll be like, okay, so you're just saying it so you can brag about it. Or they're like, okay, so you're just saying it because like we get it, you're smart, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then my response is always, no, I'm not smart. I work for my grade. Yeah, I definitely agree with the like, um, I work for my grades. I'm not just like smart because like, I know, like, even in my grade, there's people who are, like, smarter than me, like, for, like, Calc AB, when we were learning, like, um, rotating stuff around, like, an axis. We don't have to do it because um, we aren't Lucky. interested on it. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> washer, washer method, method, disk method, like, I'm honestly so confused by it. And, like, I know people who, like, just got it like right away like they're like math gods and then like I I did like all the homework gave and then like I studied really hard and then that's why like I didn't fail his like calculus tests but it wasn't just because like oh I saw the textbook Mm -hmm. and suddenly it's like one of those tv show things where you see like the math floating around on the screen (laughs) or something I get your point though with like working hard it's not like you just know everything off the top of your head. You actually have to do things over and over and practice over and over in order to succeed, right? Yeah. It's just like, I feel like nothing can really just come to you naturally. Like, you always have to practice. Yeah, definitely. And that's the thing. I feel like that's what sets people apart. It's either you're productive and you actually go and practice or you're lazy and you decide to put it off, do it tomorrow and you actually never do it. And that's how people, you know, rise up, I guess. I'm like imagining like a graph in my head of like one person continuously moving up and the other just staying there because they keep putting things off. Personally, I feel weird and I don't like it when people come to me and they're like, oh, help me with this because you're smart and I'm stupid. So you need to help me with this. Help me get a good grade. And um, I don't know. In a way, they're kind of like using you. And I'm like, "Mm, this is kind of toxic, you know? And other times when people are like, oh, yeah, you're super smart. You don't get anything wrong. You don't ever make mistakes, like what you said before. And for me, I don't 
know if I'm just like overthinking or if I'm taking it too personally, but I think that if I do make a mistake, like I'm like panicking, everything's wrong, like one mistake, and I think about it for days. And I don't know, I feel like it's always that the perception from other people and them like constantly saying something like this like that that's the kind of pressures I get if I tell people my GPA and stuff but with my grades and everything that's definitely like a huge part that I always don't really like to share just because like growing up people have always been like oh yeah you're you're perfect whatever I'm like "Mm, no there's a lot of things you don't see behind the scenes (laughs) Yeah, like, I've had people come up to me and go, like, oh, can you help me get, like, a really high grade on, like, the SAT? And then, um, I don't know, because I'm sort of just, like, for, like, things like the SAT, like, if you practice it a lot of times, like, even College Board admits now that your score goes up. So it's not like I can sort of stand in your room and, like, force you to take practice tests. So, um I guess there's just sort of that sense of like, like I really, really want to help you, but then I don't think there's anything I really can do. <laughs> like if you need, mm-hmm. like if you have questions about like a problem or something, like you can always come to me, but then it's not like I can do your homework for you or like, I don't know, like take your SAT for you or something. Yeah, for sure. Like the most you can do is like give them advice maybe like tips on how to study but people who are like you have to do this for me I mean you're not gonna get anything out of it just gonna throw it out there it's it's gonna come back like and bite you in the butt and also like what you said about like being afraid to make like mistakes I guess um Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like, um, well, I mean, obviously that sort of just comes with like people knowing like your GPA and like always like sort of seeing you as like that good student. But um, I think what's most important is like to recognize that eventually everyone's going to make mistakes. And then like in the end, it's you're defined by like how you recover from those mistakes and like how you improve from that. Like, um, Mm -hmm. when you get that bad grade, like, there's really two things you could do. You could just, like, be, like, don't change anything. Or you could be, like, I know I can do better and then push yourself harder. And then, like, at the end of the day, I feel like people only see, like, the final result. So they would, like, when people ask you your GPA, like, I, I really doubt they go and ask you, like, what did you get on the first essay? And, like, the second essay, they they just, like, want the, like, final product. So, like, really, like, the only person who Mm -hmm. knows, like, if you mess up or something is you. Because, like, I don't think anyone else walks around with, like, other people's test scores, like, memorized in their head. Or, like, even their GPA. Like, if you ask me right now what, like, my friend's GPAs were are like I honestly have no idea and like 
if you ask them, like other people's GPAs, I don't think they would know either because like, you know, it's just not really something that like you walk around going like, oh, she has a 3.9, she has a 4.2 or something. Yeah, hopefully people don't actually, you know, have a journal full of people's GPAs because I'd be concerned for them. Like, I, I genuinely be really concerned for their mental health. Don't worry too much about like what other people are thinking. Like, if you know you're doing your best, then like, just be proud that you're doing the best you can. And like, don't worry too much about what other people like might be thinking about you because at the end of the day they're probably more concerned like about their own issues right now than like oh you failed that test let's talk about your involvement in politics i know um when i met you um, I remember you were promoting this like political program oh, the high involved in politics. Yeah, so I remember you were promoting that. Um, it's a like program? a nationwide organization, and um, like um, it's the official high school wing of the Democratic Party. In like, basically, in most states, there's like a state chapter of this organization like since we live in california there's the california high school democrats and then um there's like usually chapters in a high school that you can join and then like basically you hang out with like other like high school democrats and then you can work together on like political campaigns or like writing letters to politicians or like whatever your chapter wants to do so what triggered you to realize like oh i love politics or yeah Um, you love politics like just thinking back um even in kindergarten like at a certain point like my bedtime stories became like news articles like my dad would like translate like his newspaper and that'd be like my bedtime story which is sort of weird now that i think about it but like that's what (laughs) what happened that's actually kind of cool. Thank you. Yeah, like, because I remember, like, there'd be some nights where we'd be doing, like, the um, the Three Little Pigs or something. And the other nights, I'd just be like, give me a news story. Oh, yeah, and it, like, eventually it became, like, a routine, at least up until, like, I don't remember exactly when, but, like, when I stopped being scared of the dark. So then, like, um, eventually when I got old enough to, like, read on my own, I just started, like reading news articles too and like watching the news by myself and like um reading books I guess and then just eventually like Mm -hmm. I don't know it sort of just struck me like how like the incredible like potential that there is in politics where you can like help improve the lives of so many people and it's like it ties into like my interest in history so like um in school, when we learn history, like, there's just a lot of moments where it seems, like, really inspirational. Like, as a country, we basically declared war on poverty because we were like, we're so rich that we don't want to see 
anyone like starving to death in our streets. And then like our entire government basically mobilized to eradicate poverty. And that just sounds, seems like really cool to me. And like um, the potential in that is something that really inspires me. And like, that's one of the main reasons like I love politics just because like, even though like our current political system, like you're looking at politicians who like, they don't really seem to care about like everyday people. But like, I feel like if we can restore like the type of like people, like if we can actually get like compassionate people to like care about politics again and like get back involved again then like we can return to like those great moments in our history the power of politics is unreal like if you look at any situation in the present or the past it's crazy what these politicians are able to do yeah like the reason all of our coke is like high fructose corn syrup instead of um sugar like other countries is just because like of our government's trade policies that make sugar more expensive so then like that's why in our coke there isn't actual sugar it's high fructose corn syrup and then that's worse for your health which is part of the reason why like so many americans are like overweight no way that's actually really cool is that why people say like um yeah like from mexico like they use actual sugar in coke that's crazy. Yeah. And this is all because of politics. Wow. Uh, so moving on to another topic. Um, I do this segment on the podcast where the guests talk about their bucket list and just like their life goals. Um, so do yeah. you have any so, like, that you wanted to share? I've always grown up in like Southern California. So like I've never seen snow or like touched it or played with it. So like having snow is something that I like really look forward to especially if like I'm able to go to campus like this fall for college and then like I also want to be able to cook something that's actually Mm -hmm. edible just because like I'm a terrible cook but like it seems cool to be able to make like spaghetti or something wait okay do you know how to cook eggs don't you just like break it and then like pour it out on the pan (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's okay as long as you know how to cook an egg which is like basically like one of the most the easiest things to cook you're okay you're anyone can be gordon ramsay (laughs) that's true gordon ramsay if you're listening come over to milo's house and judge his cooking oh no (laughs) You should do an episode oh of Hell's Kitchen. I feel like I'd have a mental breakdown. <laughs> He's just like yelling at you the whole time. <laughs> Gordon Ramsay's like, it's raw. Okay, well, since time is coming up, Milo, do you want to plug your social medias or promote people to join your organization? Um, go to bit.ly slash join HSDA. Search Milo Chang Jr. And the profile picture is just me and Elizabeth Warren, so you shouldn't miss it. Make sure you follow Study Break's Instagram at the Study Break Podcast 
for episode trailers that comes out a day before the episode is released. And that'll be the end of our podcast. Thank you to my guest, Milo. Thanks for Thanks having for me. Make sure to tune into your favorite podcast app, follow Study Break, and listen to a new episode every Tuesday. Thank you guys all so much for listening, and I'll see you next, or you'll hear from me next Tuesday. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you.